Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. They are losing their shit in Houston tonight. They are blowing the top off of the juice box. The straw has ejected and Tropicana, no, no, Minute Maid, yes, yes, is overflowing with championship energy. Championship energy. Goes the runner, fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker, this time they finish the job. The Houston Astros, world champions. Wow. Wow. Who would have thought? Finish the job. Finish the job, Dallas. They got it done. They got it done like I hoped they would, like I thought they would, like I knew they would. The Houston Astros got it done. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. Let's take the time to celebrate the team. I can have my day. The Houston Astros. Initial takeaways. Um, Knee-jerk, super excited, fuck yes. Do you, me, want the, me, do you want the positive or the negative? I want, give me, give me positive 20 seconds or less. Positive 20 seconds or less. Okay. Come on. Okay. Just so I, I, here, here's, here's the, the drum that I've been banging on. The, the since drum before that I've been the, banging on. What the fuck is that, Joe? What? What'd you say? <laughs> Where's that? That echo is coming from you. I don't know. Well, you hear an echo? I don't hear an echo. All right. Do you hear an echo? Is there I an did, echo? yeah. Yeah. So there's an echo right now. Not now. Not right now. So you hear an echo. I don't hear an echo. So you dropped the bomb on me. <laughs> the biggest podcast of the season. You're just making up echoes. So the drum that I've been on banging on since before. Shut the fuck up, Joe. So this is before the postseason started. Uh, the Astros essentially are building a dynasty right now. This was a, this is a here. big one. This was a big one for the Houston Astros. 
uh, because they win in 2017. It's a fraudulent World Series. They get dusted by the Red Sox in 18, lose to the Nationals in the World Series in 19. Uh, 2020, what the fuck happened in 2020? Dodgers. Dodgers won a World Series, 60-game championship. Yeah, because against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, 21, they get there, lose to the Atlanta Braves. So it was kind of like, you know, people wanted to talk about a Houston Astros dynasty. It's like, yeah, they go to the ALCS every year, but they have one championship to show for it. And it was fucking, they cheated. This was very important. Uh, it was important because it changes the narrative a little bit. You're not going to erase 2017, but at least justifies like, hey, uh, we built a great group here. We didn't need to cheat necessarily. We did. It is what it is. But we're still a great baseball organization, even without the cheating. Dusty Baker getting a ring was awesome. Trey Mancini getting a ring is awesome. Uh, the emergence of Mr. Pena, Jeremy Pena, winning the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP. Let's fucking go. That's only the twice. Year, twice. Twice. The year that he replaces Carlos Correa. Like that. That's that's a pretty big deal. Uh, and then, you know, like I think Jordan Alvarez having the big blow in, in the oh, clincher after fuck. not hitting a home run since what? The Seattle series. Uh-huh. So just yeah. fucking scissor kicking it for 50 dead central. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You get a you get a standing room only ticket out there in center field. You're hoping you catch a vibe at most, <laughs> not a fucking 450 souvenir. For fuck's sake, watch your lips. My God, that ball was completely shat upon. Ball's hammered. Ball was fucking crushed. Altuve said it after the game. Fuck, bro. I don't know that I've ever seen a fucking ball go up there. Like, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, when they go up there, it's usually like an usher. They're taking it to a fan. Like, that. Like balls are not in the game. Not, Not to fucking cap it. I mean, because after that, they didn't need any more. Christian Vasquez hmm, coming up, a little insurance, but that bomb by Jordan, it was everything you were hoping you were going to get because it was a dude who hadn't done much of anything you had expected him to do on this stage right here. Now, sure, leading up to it, great, right? Just fucking pounding the ball all over the place. Few homers, sexy. World Series. You're hoping that you're going to see that cape just flying behind him. Superman-esque performance. Well, you didn't get that. But what you did get is him showing up, dropping Diesel in a huge moment, giving them exactly what they needed from the spot in the lineup that they've looked to get it from at the right time all year long, and he's delivered more times than not. And why wouldn't he in this spot? It was just poetic. It was poetic because you knew with the pitcher's duel that we were seeing it. What I hated about watching this game unfold was like, son of a bitch. Now that we're already here, the sixth inning, like fifth, sixth inning, we're like, somebody is going to unfortunately have wasted one of these outings, right? That's, that's how it's going to get looked at. Like, it's going to be a great outing from both dudes. Wheeler pitched his balls off as did Frommer. And it feels like the outing was sort of wasted. For but I mean, that's just a matter of running into a guy like Fromber on that day. The shit was crisp out of the mono for Fromber early too. Danny was getting curveball, squeezed too. Curveball, little extra hair. Well, they they said it early. Barksdale 
low guy, right? Not so much. He's not giving you that low love. So doing your homework, and and this is where I don't want to get off on this tangent, but if you're aware of who you've got working back there behind the dish, I don't want to say it helps formulate your game plan, but you're aware of what you're working with now. So if I'm a heavy sinker guy who is used to pounding, clipping the bottom of the zone, maybe working down and getting a little love there, and I know that I got Barksdale back there who's not necessarily prone to giving me that love, I know that I'm going to have to be on my best behavior here. I'm go- I, Because what I can't do is try to clip the bottom and raise my sights and end up fat in the middle and just get fucking hammered because now I'm backing up third. That's no good. So I almost, I, I wanted to tweet it out that Maldonado was going to make his money today just because of the work that he was going to have to do back there behind the dish, sucking up those low balls so that he can get those ball strike calls for his guy. But that aside, you could tell early shit was crisp out of the hand. The breaking ball had hair on it. The breaking ball had depth on it. I don't know. I mean, one, maybe two of them were not quality pitch or or better out of the hand. It was just, it was, it was really nice to see Frommer answer the moment based on what yeah. he had already done all his, year long. His demeanor, too, was very... Like, it, this is the clinching game of the World Series just, at home. Uh-huh. He was out there laughing on the mound. Like, obviously, he, when he needed to, to uh, buckle it down and, and, and lock in, he was able to do that. But there was like the 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 Fox camera showed hey, him out there on the mound. He's like laughing, hey, like joking Drew, around. This is a, this is a dude. Like I swear to God, like um, I've already I've I've looked into. We we talked about this, so I'm already one step ahead of you boys. Just to let you know, no threat here. But I've already looked into uh, Spanish classes and Spanish tutoring here. Oh, you think uh, you're ahead of me on that? Well, as as far as what I already know, for sure. As far as the effort to take it to the next level, guaranteed. So, yeah, um, but he's a dude who, if you just kind of watch him, he makes you want to learn the language so you can, so you can talk to him, so you can interact with him, so you can learn from him, so you can learn who he is. I told you this, I told you guys this earlier in the season, like I, I came down the elevator in Oakland and he was walking out of the gym. And when you come down the elevator, uh, field level in Oakland, you are facing the entrance exit of the visitors team gym and Frommer was walking out and I swear to God, the dude looked like he had two of the ripest pumpkins on each shoulder, just fucking bouldered up. You know what I mean? I noticed that today. I was noticing that today. But that like that, that was secondary to his, just his vibe, his energy, like fucking just be bopping around. Like just, I mean, it just, he, he's one of those dudes where I was just like, fuck man, I, I wish I was smart enough to know a second language thoroughly enough to be able to speak to you because you just seem like you're fucking awesome. And I would love for the, for our audience to be able to hear shit like that. But he, yeah, he just, um, he, he, it, it felt like early on, he was just ready for what the task at hand was presenting him. And he was like, yeah, I, I knew this was going to be the day. I knew this was the position I was going to be in. That's what all of these starts in a row have have led up to is me being prepared for this moment and it not being too big for me. 
Well, he's already started 13 playoff games. This is his 13th start. In the and, and, and how old is he? How old is he, Joe? He is uh, 28. So he's 20. played, he's played uh, I would say, four full seasons. Four full seasons, 13 playoff starts. You'll take that. He looked like he didn't give a fuck tonight. Because like, <laughs> I don't think he did. I think it's like, my, my shit's so nasty. I know it. You know it. And what are you going to do about it? The answer is nothing. I mean, the well, Phillies, a, the Phillies dude, offense hasn't done fucking dick since the Lance McCullers game. Well, and it's not it's yeah. not only that, but 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 this vibe right here is very real, too. If if I'm on my bullshit and I know that the boys got my back, I can be that chihuahua who turns the corner and is facing uh, a pack of wolves. But knowing full well, the only reason that pack of wolves isn't eating me alive right now is because behind me stands an absolute army an army of my own wolves who got my back and that's that astros bullpen like you're rolling out a guy like fromber in a must win for the other team you've got house money so to speak because these last two are going down in your house so with your i mean arguably best guy in this spot because the Verlander numbers, World Series, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. Fromber, the consistency, arguably your best option when we're talking about must-win ball game. And you've got that fucking bullpen to deal with when he's done. When he's done, you're going to hand it to those guys? My God, Neris with the fucking wipeout just... Just split your fucking soul in half. What are you what are you coming up with a bat for? That's insulting. Grab yeah. two. The people that were drawing the comparisons to the Red Sox ALCS last year were 100% right too. Um after game 3, the Phillies just laid down the hammer of god on the Astros, 7 nothing, five home runs, and that's exactly how the ALCS was last year. The Red Sox kicked the shit out of the Astros to go up 2-1, uh and then they didn't win another game after that. And the Phillies went on to score three runs total in their next three games, all losses to the Houston Astros in the World Series. Well, much like, I mean, the mindset is what it is. Much like Schwarber told you, bro, I don't give a shit about. And he was right because he's the only fucking hitter in that lineup that did anything after that. And we'll get to Schwarber's a little later. But that that is that is the mindset. Is it doesn't I don't care, man. There's a there's a baseball game tomorrow. Like great history, super sexy. Javier shoved it up our ass. Six no hit. Everybody else came behind him, did the same. Get it? We got no hit. How do we answer that? Fucking wear that. Well, after that, it was okay. Yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll sew it on. It's gonna look fucking great. I'm gonna wear that to the ball. Actually, I'll actually. You know what? I'll wear that to the parade. Mm. Mm. It is. Um, you know, it it is kind of interesting that, and because when we when you asked me like what stood out, and I I was like, do you want the positive or the negative? I said the positive. You did. Here's the negative. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on before 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 because I I got it. I got an idea of I think where you're going. I want to hear. <laughs> Joseph, if you could check in through your potato, uh, what what were your 
What were your initial thoughts? 20 seconds or less, initial thoughts. Positive, negative, I don't, I don't care where you go. Initial thoughts, though, as you see it finish. Of the world, I would say initial thoughts, Phillies. <sighs> waste of a season, waste of an offseason. Are they going to be tired going into the next season? Didn't win the division, didn't win the World Series, didn't win anything. Well, they won, the, they, they won the NLCS. What did Schwarber say about getting no hit? He didn't give a shit. Didn't give a shit. What do I care about the NLCS? (laughs) Oh. It doesn't matter. Fair point. You didn't win shit. Fair point. You're a loser. And there's nothing wrong being a loser. I mean, everyone's a loser (laughs) except for the Astros. We're all losers. Yeah. Unless you're the Astros. So don't take this the wrong way, Phillies fans. Well, some You're of us are recalibrating, so we don't really factor in. But that's fine if you want to. Yeah. yeah, if you want to call yourself a loser, exactly. That's a great point too. A team like the A's, they're rebuilding. They don't have to recalibrate. Phillies, recalibrating. Yes, recalibrating the Phillies. The Phillies are in a worse spot than the A's right now. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> Losing that game, that series. Well, we're just everybody can't hit, which happens. In the three game stretch to every single team. Well, you don't want to get, you don't want to get cold at the right, at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like, which is, but it's, yeah, but it's also, it's like they got hot at the right time every single step of the way through the playoffs. Well, that's, that's that's maybe a route we can go is the, the, the romance that surrounded the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm -hmm. That was, that was a big part of the push is the underdog, quite literally, the Philly fan base, right? Running up the steps, just fucking doing their thing, just fucking shadow, <laughs> just a little shadow one, two, right next to the Rocca. And maybe I'll fight Apollo. And, uh, maybe I won't, huh? You know? I mean, that was the vibe is, hey, we're coming back. The Give Philly, us the fucking Russian. The Phillies but, took a ninth inning St. Louis Cardinals meltdown in the first game of the playoffs and turn that into two games away from a World Series title. Turn that into yeah. a run. <laughs> yeah. They were torturing everyone, bro. They tortured Mattress Mac. Oh, my God. Mattress Mac. They, my 75 God, million 75 Mattress Mac. 75 Mattress Mac placed $10 million in bets on the Astros to win the World Series at <sighs> plus 750 odds across multiple sports books. So he hey. just took home $75 million, Love which it. is the largest Love legal it. payout in sports <laughs> betting history. <laughs> Fucking love every minute of that. Why do I love every minute of that? Because it's a dude who's got fuck you money and he's choosing to allocate it and direct it into a fuck you area. Like if this does not work <laughs> out, there's no. There's no fault. Like, there's no, ah, well, at least I get, like, you're not writing this shit off, but like, it's a fucking just, thanks for coming. Here, here's my entire <laughs> testicular satchel on the line. Uh, and what's well, not even, it, it, honestly, it's probably just a fucking hair or two for being real about Mattress Mac. But the point being, <laughs> it's, buddy, I'm going to let it ride. I'm putting it all right here. Right now, one club, one direction. And the fans, the fans were in his shit. The fans had Mattress Mac ready to throw fucking punches the other night. <laughs> How old is he? He's got to be 80 plus. Mattress, Mattress Mac might be 92. 
His real name is Jim. All He's good. 71? What? He looks terrible no. for 71. Well, it's yeah. on his first rodeo. February 11th. He'll be 72 in February. God bless him. Mattress Mac. Can we get Mattress Mac on the pod? That's the yeah, question. Jake, Jake, book Mattress Mac. He's uh he's only got 99.8 thousand followers. We could definitely get him on the pod. Oh, he's pretty, you know, I don't know if he's too good at Twitter. I mean, he was, he was how, 70, 71, ready to fight you like he was 17. <laughs> look at, look at Dusty Baker and then look at Mattress Mac. Dusty Baker looks like he could put on the spikes and get out there and play right now. Mattress Mac looks yeah. like everyone's great grandfather that's on the doorstep of death. Well, th- that's just the difference between athlete and average Joe. Well, there's, there's nothing what, average about Mattress Mac. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. What, what are you talking about? And how, what a baller move. Dallas. He had tickets right behind the Astros dugout, too. Well, why? Well, I mean, do it the first Jared, pitch. You got $75 million ready to be cashed out. Like, buddy, he could have played fucking third if he wanted to. I'm surprised. I mean, look at this dude's fucking facial expression during the the final. Like, I don't know. This is this is too risky, man. Like, Mattress Mac is playing with fire. He's at an age right now where I get concerned about the excitement when he wins a cool 75 mil. No, but that's where like he's got he's got it figured out. Like that money's going to a great place. Like, there's probably a fucking tortoise sanctuary somewhere out in West Texas. He's taken (laughs) care of. Like that money's going to go to a good place. You think he's donating the seventy-five million? He's going to donate a portion of it, absolutely, Jared. Buddy, you got you got to write shit off. You, you'll learn about that. You're going, yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got, yeah, he's known. He's known for being a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mattress Max is a great guy. That, that's why I said, like, come on, this is the move. Like, like Mattress Max. I'm not. I, look, hey, Jim Crane and his ownership strategy, as far as the. Uh, <clears throat> He's got a couple rings, and that is that is what it is, right? Like his ability to turn a blind eye when necessary, his his ability to put people in whatever. Mattress Mac, should Jim Crane, for whatever reason, decide to sell at any point in time and Mattress Mac is still kicking his can down the road, sign him up. Like that's the kind of guy you want owning a fucking baseball team. I will put my money where my mouth is to the tune of what? $75 million mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Damn. They say he's worth $300 million. That's it? Yeah, I mean, if that's true, you're worth $300 million and you make $75 million on a bet. Right. Like, do that Do that. That's math. a lot. You're like, you're... <laughs> do that math. Oh, that is tremendous. That is tremendous. He... What is that? Uh, he made a quarter of his net worth in one bet. Yeah, you get a hundred. Well, Jared, it's like having a hundred dollars in your bank account, and you're like trying to pay rent. Like you're obviously a, a ways away from that. Like all the expenditures that that life throws at you, and you mm-hmm. got a hundred dollars in your bank account, and you're like, you know what? You know what I do with twenty five of this? I put it on the Astros. <laughs> that's what I it do really did. His reaction to getting shit talked, that clip of him being like, 
fuck you, asshole. <laughs> like, that's the clip of a guy who has a lot of money on the line, like an amount of money where it hurts if he loses. Yeah. It's not like fuck he's yeah, a billionaire, multi-billionaire. Well, multi, multi, multi that's what he's trying to say to you right there in, in that emotion is, do you have any fucking idea what kind of hit I just took? <laughs> What's on the line right now? But I thought I thought he does this every year. I thought he like throws like an absurd amount yeah, of money on the does. Astros to win the World Series every single year. He does. He does. Before the Astros got found out in 17, like he was pumping out like sweet commercials with players and shit. Like, yeah, like, like things were things were great. And you know what? Yeah, hey, it like a- it's a full circle moment for Mattress Mac. Things are going to be great again. The guy's $75 million richer after tonight. Can you imagine the sweet fucking local commercial television we're going to get from Mattress Mac? I, I'm going to like got to upgrade the satellite TV just to make sure. How do I get a Mattress Mac commercial? How do I get that? I need those live streams. That He's guy is going to be on, on fucking fire for the next six months. Hey, would you buy a mattress Mac mattress? If I yeah, oh, I need yeah. if I get two minutes with mattress Mac, fuck yeah, I'm buying a mattress Mac mattress. If if he comes on the podcast, you'll buy you'll buy a mattress Mac. If Mac he comes mattress. on the podcast, I will buy us all mattress Mac mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, yes. put the tweet out. Put the tweet up on the podcast account. If if Mattress Mac agrees to come on Baseball is Dead, Dallas Braden will buy a mattress for the whole podcast. Mattresses for the whole podcast because he could just say, yes. "Yeah, here's your one pod- Here's your one mattress for all of you." <laughs> Un mattress. Yeah. If he comes on, it's four mattresses. That guy's a. I mean. No, nobody i mean <laughs> dude i i i i love an old guy who gets it well i gotta, I mean, I gotta believe i mean and and w- as soon as i say that <laughs> i uh let, let me just say this big fan of mattress max approach when it comes to baseball gambling and him just saying fuck it <laughs> here's here's 75 mil like i, I wanna i'd like to place a bet please what would you say the total the total spread was across? Because he didn't bet seventy five mil. He won seventy. He won seventy five. He he yeah. Put total up spread 10. was ten. Okay, so yeah. ten ten mil on the line. Ten mil on the line to just bank seventy five mil. Here here the tweet is out. If Mattress Mac agrees to come on, baseball is dead. Dallas Braden will buy four Mattress Mac mattresses for the podcast. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. <laughs> I mean, he's rolling around and the shit's oh, God. on money right now. But well, this is the thing: is Mattress Mac like? <laughs> I mean, you know, he's up there. Is he waking up to an Astros World Series championship, or is he <laughs> like <laughs> he's rocking right now? Right? He's absolutely well, he's, rocking. He Mattress Mac right now is has got to be just nose deep in a pile of cocaine somewhere. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, oh fuck! It, it, it is snowing in Houston. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he is. I just hope he's careful tonight. <laughs> I hope he's careful. I hope someone's watching after him. Yeah, we don't need a fucking TMZ he's report on Mattress Mac just <laughs> yeah. losing his shit. <laughs> yeah, he's Mattress like, I'd be Mac happy to pay the bail. Electrocuted after climbing an electric pole <laughs> in downtown Houston. <laughs> <laughs> 
what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. If Mattress Mac was ever going to let one slip, it would be tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. Just be careful with those cameras. It's the largest legal payout in sports betting history. Mattress Mac. Well, we're going to beat that, boys. You think so? Together, yeah. We'll just start taking crazy bets. I was watching that, uh, that, what was his name? Tim Donaghy? Donaghy? Oh, yeah. Tim Donaghy. Donaghy. Yeah. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, the NBA ref. Dude said he was making uh, like two grand a pick that he was given to, to this dude that was like basically selling the picks to the mob. The best part about that entire documentary is him just telling the people at the end, like, how much money did you make? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just the biggest. Fuck you. <laughs> cashed out. Right. <laughs> I yeah, they're like, dude, dude hasn't worked in like 15 years. And no. then he's like, you may notice that my house is really fucking nice and that might be suspect to you. You may, yeah, you may realize I'm super fucking tan, jacked, hella rich, don't do shit. You want to know why? <laughs> well, don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all uh, good. Just like the fucking Astros are Saul good right now can we yeah. um wait hold on because what do you what well because we're talking sports books we might as well give a shout out to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports we? betting partner of the world series and right now DraftKings Sportsbook has a full uh championship worthy offer that you can't miss new customers can bet just five dollars uh well the world series is over on any world series game and win two hundred dollars in free bets they didn't update the ads, but it is what it is. If your team wins, you want to boost your winnings, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, and bet $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Jared. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Um. Yeah, the Houston Astros are World Series champions. Who? Uh, who besides Dusty Baker and me, Trey Mancini? Are you are oh. you the happiest for? Um, is it Jose Ash- Altuve? That man went through hell. That man went through hell, Joe. Tell him. You know what? Jose earned it. Little guy with a big heart. And a big bat. And he's a future Hall of Famer. He never fucking cheated. And you can say he cheated. He doesn't care now because he's deaf to the booze. <laughs> now he's a two time world champion. And who's better than him, dude? Everyone loves everybody should love that guy. He's the he's just like uh So I wanna yeah, squeeze him. I I would say If you if you are going to arrive in a moment as a baseball fan where you do part ways with or come to an understanding of the roles, the impact of guys in 2017, and the idea that not everybody, or excuse me, the Astros were not the only ones with their nefarious activity, if you're going to understand all of that, and you are going to do the homework and try to get a feel for 
the role that Jose Altuve played or did not play, and you can say played by not stopping it or did not play by video evidence showing you that there was not the banging with his at-bats and yada, yada. Like, they're just... There's so many different ways you can think about this and process it and filter it, right? And it's really how fine is your filter? So are you okay with big chunks getting through or or do you want it as pure as possible? Because if, if you want it as pure as possible, there's a good chance that you're you're saying, you know what? I don't care that Jose Altuve is a world champion now. I still don't like the implication. Well, then you're in that party. But for and you're an idiot if you think that you're stupid. So for a guy to weather the storm that we are very well aware that he has weathered, and for him to experience the struggles that he experienced because he was weathering said storm, that was all part of the game plan. That was all part of what people understood was going to happen. That was all part of what fan bases were rolling their sleeves up and foaming at the mouth to do was to rip these motherfuckers apart when they got a shot. COVID kept him away from being able to do that. That wanted that that made it all the more something that just needed to happen. Fans needed to get that out of their system. And who was going to be the target for all that, especially with guys leaving town? It was gonna be Jose Altuve. And it all boiled down. Well, to I mean, I, said, I don't know. I mean, Bregman too. Like Bregman, if you go back and look at some of those clips. He was a cocky little fuck when they were doing oh, what they were doing. Trust and, me, trust me. But but he but he wore it though, did he not, Jared? Like like early on, he wore it. He, and he wore it because of the because of the four fingers out, just walk me. Because of the after every home run coming into the dugout and staring at the camera. Like, why are you fucking pitching to me? And then we find out that you might have some inside info. Well, well, that's why you are laughing at us as to why are we pitching to you. Like, so that whole vibe. Was what it was, but it was, it was understood. It was, it was known between Bregman. So, so people fired their arrows early at Bregman, and Bregman did exactly what you would expect a guy or want a guy to do. And I'm saying this as a player: if I, if if you've been snuffed out, and I'm now just kind of watching to see how you're reacting to this, Bregman reacted about his textbook. As you could, I'm going to continue to the to do the work that I do in the community. I'm going to continue to be the f- the fan engaging guy that I am before all of this happened, and I'm going to wear it when you have your shit to say, when you're throwing your fucking stones and firing your arrows. I'm going to absorb them, and I'm going to keep playing my game, and that's all you could realistically ask from somebody who is guilty in that spot outside of admitting what they necessarily don't have to legally don't have to because the commissioner took care of that outside of doing that, which again, remember they don't have to, what would you have them do? And Bregman did exactly what you would have them do. Keep his mouth shut, take the arrows, wear the stones, show up every day, play baseball and move on. And that's what he did. That's what he did. So if you want to continue to throw stones, continue to fire arrows, it's on you. 
but I promise you, you're probably now in the minority. And from that, that's why this championship, that's why this run means so much to some of these guys and means something different to some of the others. Altuve being one of those guys. But Maldonado and Bregman also being some of those guys. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I don't know. I just... Uh, uh, Verlander, another one of those guys where he was so outspoken about cheating in baseball and, uh, you know, the steroid guys and all that. And then he was, you know, don't tell me that he didn't know in 2017, but I don't want to make oh, this about sure. 2017. Houston Astros won the World Series in 2022. I, but, yes. you know, the, the question about the, the negative was, I don't think that it, they were probably, because I wasn't looking at Twitter during the, the World Series trophy presentation. It just it just reeked of hypocrisy and just fake bullshit energy. You're like Rob Manfred having to be up there being like, yeah, you know, the Houston Astro, Jim Crane. It's like you guys hate each other. We know that. Uh, and then having Jim Crane get up there and say, yeah, we did it again. We brought you another one. Like, I know it's a tough spot. Like, what are you supposed to say? But. Everyone watching at home is being like, ah, give me a fucking break. It's just that, I don't know. I, like I, like I'm I am over 2017. Like I, I cared for fucking, I don't know, maybe like six months after the story broke. And then I kind of just got like asked once the Joe Kelly thing happened, like we, we were kind of the story breaks the offseason. Everyone's reacting to it. And then the, the regular season starts and you get interested, like spring training, like, oh, like they're all the, the videos. People are getting. Uh, Astros are getting drilled more than any other team in spring training. It was bullshit. Like a lot of them were just breaking balls, whatever. And then the the Joe Kelly thing happens between the Dodgers and the Astros, and like that kind of like stoked the flames once again. After that, like it was fun for like that summer in in 2020. After that, who gives a fuck? Like I had moved on from it. And then I, I think it just kind of when when people get Astros 2017 fatigue. And you move on with your life. But then it, I think people moved on because they saw remorse. Like they saw Jose Altuve in 2020 in the playoffs have the yips and he's just fucking chucking balls all over the place. I think, you know, you get booed to a cer- certain extent. It's like, all right, these guys have paid their penance. And then when you win another one, you go back up there and you're like, well, we're still counting that other one that you guys are were mad about. That's when like people are like, wait, what? What the fuck are you talking about? I I didn't even do that. That was John that did that. That's Jake on his best behavior right there. The universe has spoken, bro. You can't coach that. You can't coach that. That's cool awareness. Here's another thing. When they cheat in 2017, how many years did it take us to find out? Two years, right? Say that again? When they cheated in 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2019. Yeah, yeah. So how do we know they weren't cheating tonight? Because they weren't. You got to wait two years to know for sure. Joseph. This is, this is what? as legit as it gets. All right. That's what they said after 2017. I didn't say it. You said it. What? Um, what are? I, I, uh, yeah, I'll start. Key moments of this series. Key moments of this series. Moments uh, that you, because there's there's a few of them. 
I don't want to necessarily call them storylines, but there's some things that happen that you take away from this that put this series in Christian Javier's performance. Yeah, Christian Javier's performance in game four. Like you, you get your fucking dicks kicked in, and then you're like, oh, by the way, like this is our secret weapon. Like this is not our ace. This is not the guy that we're running out there in, in game one or game two or whatever. It's like the him going out there and no hitting the Philadelphia Phillies over what was it six innings? Six innings, six innings, no hits. Uh, they they never recovered. <laughs> they never recovered no, they from didn't that because nobody else got a fucking hit. No, nobody, nobody got a hit for the second time. I'm saying in World for series the rest history. of the series they didn't recover. Oh no, no, yes, the rest of the yeah it was. And and that's that that's almost like that's almost like a one-two landing, and your opponent eating it, and just popping up with a three out of nowhere, and completely rearranging your jaw to the back of your fucking head. Like I didn't even see that coming. That's what the answer to the fucking bludgeoning. To the hit parade, to the homer parade put on by the Phillies. That's what that was. Was a devastating counterpunch. Like, how, how else? Like, when you think about what you are trying to do as a pitcher or pitching staff, each and every time you take the baseball, Jared and Joseph and Jake, you are looking to eliminate the other team at all cost to every extent. What does that mean? No runners. We know what that's called. From there, you'll take no hits. And, and that's where they settled on the game's biggest stage. How are we going to answer not only getting shut out, but getting the shit kicked out of us on the mound. How how do we answer that? And if you have a list of ways that you answer that to put momentum back into your corner, it starts with being perfect on the mound, and the next is allowing zero offensive threats via hit, via base runner, via anything. And they did that. They actually answered Quite literally, the second best way you could have possibly answered being kicked square in the dick. And from there, like you said, Jared, it, they were just in a daze. They were in a fucking daze. Yeah. <laughs> Unless your name was Kyle Shorley. They, they had their moments, though. I mean, the if we're looking back, that one play by Mancini, that could have changed anything. That Schwarber hit. The no doubles? Yeah. No doubles. What do you mean the one? So, so like, if that's a double, which it could never be a double because they're in no doubles, you can't get a double in no doubles. But maybe you get a triple in no doubles or a single in no doubles. That's a tie game, whole other series. Another underrated moment in this game, particularly, is Martin Maldonado oh. going up to the plate, knowing. I'm just going to get hit by the ball no matter what. Exactly. Thank and you. And you fucking did it. Thank you. Thank you. Joey, thank you for leading us there. I mean, I, I was, I, we were getting there. That right there 
when you talk about guys that have had to weather the storm and deal with the bullshit that were there when it sucked, there when it's good. I mean, Justin Verlander's caddy. And this is the best part is, and Jared knows this, Joey. I think I, I've, I've said this before on the podcast. I don't know if you guys remember this, you and Jake, but I played with Martin when he was 15 years old, 16 years old in Puerto Rico. Right, he was a catcher, not sniffing any time because we had other guys that were there. He got some action. The kid wore his heart on his sleeve. Then showed up to work every day. Then wanted to get better each and every day. Then and was willing to do whatever it took. Then at sixteen, that was just that was apparent. That was part of who this kid was. That's why I fucking loved him. Loved him and to watch him make that adjustment because hitting is also about being present we understand by very definition it's about putting bat to ball hitting but there's so much more that goes into that we all remember the viral segment with pete rose explaining to the some of the greatest power hitters of our generation, of my generation, I'm watching guys that I competed against and Frank Thomas and Alex Rodriguez have conversations about moving around the batter's box and why you would do that based on what you're seeing at the plate. And what you saw tonight was Martin Maldonado understand what he's seeing at the plate, what kind of life on the fastball He's seeing from Wheeler. So instead of going up there thinking that the bat is going to be what's going to get it done now, it's the brain that's going to be what's getting it done now. So I'm going to crowd the plate, and there's nothing that says I can't hang all over the middle of this fucking strike zone. (laughs) Fuck you. If I want to put my left elbow in the left-handed batter's box, I'll do it, bitch. What are you going to do about it? Throw it down the middle? Great. From there, it's on me to get out of the way and then get the bat to the baseball. And whoever wins, wins. So what happened tonight was Martin Maldonado said, buddy, that shit right there, that life, that's hairy. I got a pretty good idea what I want to do here. I'm going to get on this dish. I'm going to hang over. And should that run, should that arm side life from Zach Wheeler carry him three and a half to five, six inches in off the plate. You want to know what's waiting for him? My Evo shield. And because I've got my elbow hanging over the plate, bringing my elbow in, in off the plate, which is where I was hit because I wasn't hit in the strike zone. My elbow was not over the plate. This was going to be a ball. And I was moving my elbow from in the strike zone to out of the strike zone. And that's when I got hit is when I moved my arm out of the way of the strike zone. So, yeah, free pass. You're done. 450. Ring me up, bitch. How about a veteran fucking move? Go get him, Martin. That is fucking savvy savvy extend the inning find life 
How do I get the bat in the next guy's hand? How do I get that motherfucker up behind me? You would have strangled this dude if you were on the mound. No, what do you, what do you, I'm, for my, it is clearly in off the plate. I'm just clearly saying. Clearly in off he, the plate. He clearly tried to fucking get hit by the pitch. That was his whole goal going up to the plate. It's all exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's why I said it was the most pointless challenge of all time. I don't know who they oh. showed in the Phillies dugout, but someone yeah. was like, that's a foul ball. Like they challenged it hitting the bat. Well, it was, like, it was that didn't even fucking coach. come close to hitting it, the bat. It was bat. a pitching coach. And he's saying, and Jared, he's saying foul ball because he believes that he's hanging out over the zone and that's going to be the result. Is it? No, no, no. If we go back and look at that. Well, they challenged whether or not it hit the bat. Can't they, they didn't challenge whether or not like he he like intentionally tried to get hit by the pitch because he did. Like I think if, when you look at the replay, clearly shows Who? that he tried to get hit by the pitch. Like that's that's something that they can overturn. No, that is is that, that that's not was like the challenge is for the foul ball, and the idea is if you can see if the camera shows something else, then they make the right call. Do you understand? So is that how that works? Like if you're yes. if, you're, if, I, if I'm challenging this play for this reason, you can overturn it for a different reason, even though if we didn't challenge that. Integrity. If you see this call here, like if you're calling to see if it's a foul ball, but we actually now see that it hit the player, and that was the actual call on the field. Well, yeah, the the call. I don't know. I mean, they 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 already called it. In this series, like, I don't know why you wouldn't see that video and be like, oh, yeah, he definitely tried to get hit by that. So, like, come no, back. No, to no, no, play. no, no. Listen, listen. Stop. In all seriousness, if you pull up the video right now and watch the video in the palm of your hand, the elbow is moving from in the strike zone towards his body line, which means that is moving his elbow out of the strike zone. Okay. We're arguing two different things. He tried to get hit by the pitch. Like, yes, he moved it out of the strike zone, but like, it was almost like laying down a bunt where it's like, you're moving the bat where the ball is. He was doing that with his fucking elbow. He like moved his elbow where the ball was going to go. For sure. He tried to get hit by the pitch in a legal way though. It was a legal way to try to. That's what that's. Do you understand the savvy behind this? That's what I'm trying to explain to you guys. I I I do understand that. I my point was, if you were on the mound, you would have strangled him for doing that. But there's like in all no, like in in all honesty, like I can like that's part of me in the World Series. Jared, like, man, I I I uh, (laughs) I understand the the height and the energy of the moment when you process it there and i see his because that was my first reaction was hold on i hope these people understand like time out i hope they show the replay of him moving his elbow from over the plate in because you're taught to tuck and roll tuck and roll why because that not only protects you, you drop the bat, protects your head, gets you out of the foul ball scenario, but it also gives the example or, or, or gives the feel that you are trying to avoid being hit. 
as opposed to hanging over the plate and flashing your elbow outwards. Because he quite literally has his elbow hanging over the plate to start. His elbow is in the strike zone when the pitch is delivered. If you were able to hit pause when the pitch starts and then move the ball to where his elbow is at that moment in time and, and it were to hit him, it would be a strike. But what happens is the ball starts to chase him in. He knew that was going to happen. So he went up and crowded the plate about six inches more than he did in the previous at bat, knowing that Wheeler is going to try to pound me in, beat me to a spot, and blow me up and get me to fucking weakly roll over. Fine. You know what I'm going to do to combat that? I'm going to crowd the dish and I'm going to let his movement work against him. And because I'm not afraid to set up and hang out over the dish, when that ball starts to chase me in and I tuck and roll in and you go to the replay, the only logical decision you're going to be able to make is that I was trying to get out of the way of a ball that continued to chase me in and left me nowhere to go. And that's why the ruling was what it was. And that's why the credit must go to Martin Maldonado because that is just as important as him going up there with an idea of what pitch he's going to get and shooting it to the opposite (coughs) field or getting big and pounding it into the Crawford boxes. Instead, he fucking sewed one on for his team, kept the inning alive, and Jordan Alvarez came up and shit all over a ball to dead center. Thanks yep. for coming out. <clears throat> Changed the whole complexion of the, the everything. inning. Everything. Everything. Uh, he yeah. played most of the second half with a broken hand and a sports hernia that will require off-season <laughs> surgery. Oh, no. <clears throat> Dude, really? I, I'm trying to tell you this, like, when you t- when you say the words built different, this motherfucker's face is right under the definition. Built different. What's a sports hernia? It's it's essentially a lower abdominal strain. But you've got you've got things protruding through stomach lining, and it's just bad. You got to get it taken care of. Oh. And for a guy who squats. And puts the pressure on his lower half that Maldonado does. Yeah, not great. Yeah, dude, if he doesn't get by that pitch, they probably they might score zero runs, I think. There's probably, I would say, maybe a 50-50 chance. Well, they don't score anything. To my, to my whole point about his savvy nature, do you want Maldonado scoring off against Zach Wheeler? Like, uh, offensively, the numbers tell you, mm-hmm. probably favors Wheeler. Hmm. That was a legendary at bat because the first two pitches you could tell that that was his game plan. I'm gonna get hit by the yeah. fucking ball. Well, sp- speaking of game plans, that takes me to a place that I don't don't really want to go. Is that a bar that doesn't carry blue moons? Do the, those exist? No, in in hell maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be fucking stupid. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, You'd have to be an yesterday. idiot. I know a couple of idiots. Mm-hmm. I know about three idiots specifically, mm-hmm. but you'd have to be an idiot to own a bar and not have Blue Moon. I agree. Because baseball and beer go hand in hand, and Blue Moon is the perfect playoffs companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From oh. a playoff berth to a world championship, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Dallas, how many Blue Moons did you have during Game 6 of the, of the 2022 World Series? I had seven. Seven Blue Moons. Yep. Joey, how about you? During this game? Yep. Mm, zero. Wow. What the hell? But... That was not the, the earlier games. I was. I had. I had. I had at least. I've had at least. I would have. I probably say I had five. Uh, five blue moons this week during the whole series. Okay. My wife had three blue moons, and my grandmother had two. My grandmother, Joey, my eighty-two-year-old grandmother, had more blue moons than you did during Game Six. Sad. Well, you tip your cap. Tip your cap. Step it up. Step it up. <clears throat> From its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once on a Blue Moon, but you can enjoy it all hey. season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Hello? Belgian White is a one of a kind beer every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. <clears throat> um, what else do we really need to hit on? I feel like, uh, you know, people are going to have mixed opinions about this. There are some. I mean, I feel like universally everyone's happy for Dusty Baker. They're going to be the fans that are like, fuck the Houston Astros no matter what because of 2017. I think I fall in the camp of I'm glad that they got one, a legit one. I know Joe still doesn't believe that it's legit. The jury's still out if it's legit or not. Uh, I, I, I'm not one of those people where it's like, oh, they cheated in 2017, so I hope their franchise gets punished forever. I can at least respect greatness when I see it, even if I don't necessarily love the players or the team or whatever. And I'm not saying that I don't love the players, or the team for Houston. I'm just saying, you know, there are people that hate no matter what. With the Houston Astros, <clears throat> I am glad that uh, that they got their one. And maybe maybe they're not done. I, I don't know. I mean, it's they just keep churning out quality players when they when they lose franchise players, they replace them with another one. Like Jeremy Pena being the ALCS and World Series MVP and winning a gold glove this year, all while being runner up in the rookie of the year race right now. Like the 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 pain train rolls on in Houston. So oh. I don't think it's they're not at the end of their window right now. I just I don't see an end in sight for their window, especially when you're talking about the the bullpen that they have, the rotation that they have, and just the core pieces that are that are locked in place. Like they're they're gonna be back. Like that. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. The the core uh, pieces, the, the, we, ro- core the road pieces, to the World Series goes through Houston again next year. Let's start in the six hole. Let's start with the man who raised the Willie Mays Trophy. Let's start. That's right, Joseph. It's Mister Motherfucking Pena to you. 
what else could the young man do for you? Huh? You said it earlier, Jared. Departure of Correa, how are you going to fill those shoes? Let me tell you how. With an ALCS and a World Series MVP. Mm. That's how you fill those fucking shoes. Incredible. Stellar. Timely defense. The offense in the most crucial of spots. You need to cash in. He's your guy. You need to keep an inning going. He's your guy. I don't know what else you could have asked this young man to do offensively or defensively on the game's biggest stage. Considering a guy like Jordan Alvarez hadn't necessarily showed up until game six. And it was big. Oh, it was a grand entrance. No fucking doubt. But who is keeping the party popping till then? Joseph, who's keeping the party popping? Mr. Pena. He's rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Next question. Who's the rookie of the year? They're going to give him a fake. Unfortunately, the rookie of the year voting does not occur after the postseason because this is where I feel like it would be hugely impactful. Would it not? (laughs) Yeah. Because the love that J-Rod got leading up to the charge for the surging semen, that's going to push him over the edge. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But should you have an entire championship season to base that award on, well, damn. Like, how impactful is a guy? He's your NLCS, or excuse me, ALCS and World Series MVP? Yeah, he's talk about the rookie of the year. I'm sure he doesn't care anymore. Well, hey, when, this who, is, he said it. He said it. He said it on stage. They were trying to, trying to show him love, right? Trying to give him his flowers. And what he said, individual awards are great. Put the camera on that trophy right there that's the one that matters the world series trophy that was great to hear he gets they didn't it. do it though they, no they, they didn't, didn't do they it. fucking froze him out <laughs> sons of bitches have some feel fucking tighten it up crew yeah but yeah like that that right there just kind of gives you some insight as to like character wise who this dude is he's a uh he's gonna be special man yeah, he I'm says all the right things. He's it. very polished. He's very there's a lot of jeter in there. There's a lot of uh it's not about me, it's about the team, it's about the it's about the rings. Yeah, so it's I, not I a bad blueprint I, to follow. Uh <laughs> the one thing I did want to hit on though is I think we we all can acknowledge coming into this series, everyone knew that the Houston Astros were the better team. This was not the Astros versus the Dodgers, where it's like, all right. Here we go. The big dick in the American League versus the big dick in the National League. Let's see who comes out on top. I mean, I picked the Phillies in seven. I, the Phillies, Stupid. there there was Idiot. a there was a Idiot. path for the Phillies to win this World Series. Uh, I, I thought that they, you know, obviously, I think Joey made the point last episode about how they can't win if their offense isn't firing on all, all cylinders. Like, they were built to win. When they're swinging the bat, they didn't do that over the last three games. They lost all three of those games. But looking forward to, I mean, that's next year, Dick, two out of three at home, and then you get fucking just KO'd first game back. 
back on the road. Boom, boom, fucking one, two days, landing in Houston, day off, try to gather yourself, meeting in the corner, go back out for the next round, and it's a fucking uppercut into the upper deck. Well, looking forward gosh. to next year with the Philadelphia Phillies. The expectations, I mean, like the Mets are going to be there, but who knows what happens in free agency with the Mets. The Braves will obviously be back. But to go into that postseason as a sixth seed and no one picked them against the Cardinals and then they came back and, and did what they did there. No one thought that they had a shot against the Braves. They dismissed the Braves. They get all the way to the World Series and, and take uh, the Houston Astros back to Houston and uh, ultimately fall short of their goal. But next year's expectations has to be like, hey, we saw what you did last year. Like, you're fucking capable. But is this more that we expect more out of the Philadelphia Phillies next season? Or is this more you see baseball executives licking their chops being like, look what that team did. They were the fucking six seed. All it really is, is you just got to get in. You get in, you get hot at the right time. You're in the fucking World Series. Yeah, I, I, I still think there's something to being in that tier. Yeah, I mean, you got to admit it. Like, the, the Phillies underachieved, and they've had underachieved four years leading up to this. It's surprising because how much they've underachieved with their offense on paper being, I mean, they have, they have I mean, Hoskins, Harper, Cassianos, Real Muto, like, they have a fucking amazing lineup. It's not like you can just get like a. They were above average roster with a bad record. Not bad. But you can't just have an average team with like a engine expecting to win the World Series. Yeah, they needed. <sighs> it, it, it's, it's tough to talk about what they needed early during the season, I think, because. They were expected to compete because of their lineup. They're expected to compete because of the rotation. But I think there was some teams that were naturally slotted ahead of them that I don't want to, I mean, give, give you pause. Sure. But as far as what the Phillies ended up doing is what you would like to think. It, I, I think it's this, ver, I think it's baseball's version of any given Sunday. Because you're a big league team, right? And if you're in the upper third of the league, you'd like to think that you've got a pretty good shot of competing over a week's stretch. Should everybody on your team roughly live up to what they're capable of doing? Because you're a fucking big, you're a big league team. You're like, you're a big leaguer. You're a you're a big league team in the postseason. You don't just fall bass backwards into a into a chance to win just a you know a shiny piece of metal. That that doesn't just happen by happenstance. So I, I gotta believe that you're excited about being there. You know what you're capable of and going on a run if you're the Philadelphia Phillies. The disappointment comes in not being as hot as you were getting to that moment in time. That's it. That's all. And that's look, there's going to be second guessing about pulling Wheeler and moving. I mean, 
You got a left hand. Just, just let's say this out loud together. We have a left-hander throwing 100 miles an hour with heavy sink. And we have the game's, one of the game's, if not the game's best left-handed power threats against left-handed pitching. Or you could throw a righty out there. How do you want to go? What do you want to do? And and there's going to be a lot of question marks. And I don't want I, I I don't know that it's even justifiable. Because if it's a must win, and I've got Alvarado down there, and I'm staring down the barrel of an Alvarez. Fuck, buddy, I'm gonna want my fucking hundo with left side run. I I just. <clears throat> He just got beat. He got beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you torched. what do you want to say? He got beat. <clears throat> Tip your cap. Let me ask you guys this though, just real quick. Because that's gonna be a point of speculation. And I'll start with I'll start with Jared. Are you making a move? Is Wheeler your guy? You've got a hundred miles an hour. With bowling ball sink. I never questioned that. No, I didn't question that. Like, even with hindsight, like, obviously, it didn't work out. But, you know, I'm just, I'm a firm believer of right decision, wrong result. Like, just because you didn't get the result that you wanted doesn't mean that you didn't necessarily make the right decision. Left on left. and And that's the anomaly. That's the... That is the portion of the equation that the calculator does account for. The one in whatever. Well, there it is. The problem is the one in whatever is, it's just not that because it's Alvarez. And he's hitting 321 on the season against left-handers. And he had seen him four times in this series. Well, just, you just, and and you've got a good idea. And, And shout out to the boys. And girls at win reality, straight up. I'm not uh, like I, th- this is not an ad at all. This is just my understanding and experience. And when you get at bats in your sleep, when you get at bats in the morning before your eggs and breakfast, when I can take it at bat before I take a piss <laughs> after waking up, I'm not going to say advantage me, but if you idiotic hitters. Are looking to close a gap one time? Do your fucking homework. Just do your homework. And and yeah. you're welcome that it's a pitcher telling you how to do your homework. Next question, Jared. Joseph. Thoughts. I like the move. I mean, come on. It was a good move. Obviously, it, it was a bad move in hindsight because they lost the game, but you could feel that Wheeler was not pitching as well as he was, and it was the sixth inning, third time in the lineup. I, I think mo nine every manager, every team takes Wheeler out there. It's tough because my initial thought was watching him react to the Maldonado thing was in that situation. I I I, I got to believe that everybody's reacting to that. There's people who are saying, "Oh, I want to see him keep his cool." 
That's when I know he had lost it is when he started overreacting. And it's like, eh, overreacting? He's not looking at the box on your TV screen at home that we're all looking at where you can tell it's four inches off. Maldonado's pulling his elbow, once again, from over the plate, inward, out of the strike zone, which is where impact was made, which was in, out of the strike zone. Again, where did the ball hit Maldonado? On the elbow. Where was his elbow? In, out of the strike zone. Out of the strike zone. So if the catcher would have caught it, if Real Muto would have caught it, was it going to be a ball? Yes. Instead, it hit him. So it is what it is. Look at the video. Go fuck yourself if you disagree. You're allowed <laughs> to have an opinion. Your opinion is fucking wrong. Theaters. <sighs> All right. Um, that puts a bow on the 2022 World Series. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. Hang with them, Phillies fans. We oh. appreciate the support. Uh, there are some Astros fans that listen to this podcast. I was surprised to see that. I don't. Know. I feel like they're they're they definitely are. like a fuck you if you're not one of us. Like we're I don't know. I, I well, feel like and, we're and, we're not like an anti Astro show. Not no, like and I and I was gonna say earlier when we were talking about like the the folks who who do you appreciate or who 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 are you most happy for Dusty Baker? I was gonna say the Astros fans. fans who have weathered the storm and understood before 17 yes before 17 but but specifically through 17 who understand the place in the history of the game and in the pantheon of the digital scandal era blah 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 like why they were treated as a team the way they were treated and that's from top to bottom, an understanding of the safety that was granted, right? The immunity from the commissioner's office for Astros players from that point, like fans that understood like, Hey, look, we get it. The only way that this was ever going to be able to get closer to an even playing field is these measures being taken. And the only way that was going to happen is if the players talked and the only way they're going to talk is if they don't get put on blast. And we all, we all get that. So the Astros fans who understood all of that and were able to understand a point of view from a Joe Musgrove, who was like, look, give me that ring. That feels just a little better than it does from, from 17. Why? Well, because we all know we don't have to get into like, we just, we all know why another ring would feel different than that one. So to the Astros fans who were able to sort of roll with the punches like some of the players were, like an Alex Bregman was, as we've highlighted, shout out to you guys because no doubt you've taken some shit. No doubt. And if you you haven't ended up in a drunk tank after a game because of defending some shit like that, tip of the cap to you. That that just, I can only imagine what it's like to be a super dedicated, diehard, faithful fan, have your team win, deal with shit like that. Because as fans, especially in today's society, today's world, man, shit you care about, shit you pull for, 
means a lot. It means a lot to you. And you're willing to fight for it because fuck, what else do you got to fight for? So I get it. So shout out to those fans that were able to say shout out to Freddie. Fuck Freddie. Sorry, Freddie. I didn't mean that, but not shout out to you. You've been a writer, Freddie. So, good yes. but fuck you, Freddie. You're a quality human being. I bet like good, good person, mm-hmm. shitty fan. Fuck you, Freddie. But seriously, for riding, much love, much yeah. love, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But we love you. We do. Shitty fan, but you ride. But you ride. <laughs> Uh, Been there for days since day one. Freddie's a real one. She fan. Freddie's a real one. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll be back. What fucking day is it? Today's Saturday night. Uh, we'll be back next week during the off season. We're down to one podcast a week. Do we know what day we're going to do this on yet? We'll no, figure it out. To, I'm down to one beer. And that's a problem. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll we'll regroup. Look to the look to the socials. It's either going to be Monday or Thursday. It's going to be one or the other. So, uh, the hot stove season is about to be upon us, and we'll be putting out <coughs> our uh, baseball is dead episodes. We appreciate everyone listening. First uh, first season in the books. Baseball is dead. We did it. We made it. Shout out to Joey. First season. Dallas. Uh, Sixth season together. And shout out to Jake on the ones and twos. A lot oh. of late nights for Jake. Editing the show. Getting it up on YouTube. Um, yeah. yeah. There, there needs to be an understanding of how much work goes into that. I'm sure you guys understand. You listen to podcasts. You get it. You know there's folks that grind behind the scenes. Well, it's it's not like it's a seven eight man squad back there yeah also i wanted to give a shout out to Corey, who does our graphics he does a fucking awesome job um getting the graph like first of all they look great second of all very timely which is important um so thank you to Corey for doing our graphics all season is a nice new look thought that they were yeah clean i'd also um i'd also like to shout out ellen and i'd like Why? to shout out What's that? Why? Well, this is this this part isn't for you. This is just this is. Yeah. This, well, I, I'm I'm allowed I'm allowed to give give thanks to where to where support comes from, and so that's that's something I'd like to take the time mm-hmm. to do right now. All right. Okay. And that's, it that's don't cost I, nothing to show love. It doesn't. Thank you, Joe. Right. God damn, man. All right. Uh, Joe, anything you want to say after your first season of uh, podcasting? This is my first season. Too many more seasons. Too many more seasons. Go Astros, my squad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's gonna be a long night. We we'll party with the boys on the PJ. Yeah, and uh, over to Houston. You just enjoy, it, man. I mean, what else do we have in life? It's just enjoy moments like this, right? On top That's of the right. world. I've enjoyed it. I I didn't want to rip into you guys at any point during the pod. Mm. I I just want to take a couple seconds now to ask, what in the fuck were you actually thinking? You can fall in love with the game of baseball. You can fall in love, and that's fine. But at some point in time, you have to come to the light, and you have to realize it was written in the stars. 
whether we wanted to look up and realize the map was there before us, that was your decision. I tried to lead you. You didn't want to listen. And that's fine. So we close the books on 2022 with you three having been led completely astray by your hearts. Romance is a heartbreaker, boys. And baseball is romantic. But leave no doubt. It was always the Houston Astros. In 2022. You fucking idiots! Wow! <laughs>